Dan, welcome to Live Your Life with Purpose podcast. Uh, super excited to have you on. I started following you when I started uh, really getting into rowing and, um, you know, saw that you were doing a bunch of different stuff and we started following each other and uh, really noticed you had an incredible journey. And that's really why I wanted to talk to you about that. Thanks, um, yeah. And so part of that journey, you've lost what over 160 pounds. Is that? Is yeah. That right? I, I, it's about 160 pounds on yeah. average. Yeah. Yeah. It's so given did, Sunday as they said, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. The fluctuation is fine, but uh, I'm trying to get another 15. I won't, I won't deny. I'm trying for another 15. Just, yeah. You know, now is, is, is that just, uh, you know, like you feel good, but you, you know, there's just a little bit, you know, kind of, uh, um more that you want to lose is that yeah yeah I think it's um I feel great um I just um I'm only five eight two gotcha. yeah so yeah. I'm you know have been heavy for a long time and still feel like for my height I'm not where I want to be you know mm-hmm. from body fat perspective yet you know so um trying to get to 175 basically I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hovering around 190 192 right now so but what was pushing awesome. 345 350 so yeah that's crazy yeah so yeah. i have a little not 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 as drastic as that but uh you know when i started this journey for myself i've always been a bigger guy i'm 6'2 mm-hmm. i went into my freshman year of high school 200 pounds you know so i've always been a big kid mm-hmm. and uh i you know i had gotten up to like 280 290 and i've you know went down to like 197 but realized like 210 215 is really kind of a good weight for me yeah it's a it's a comfortable weight i'm really comfortable at 190 like at 190 i feel good you know yeah. feel but just a little bit yeah no kidding just right? a little, yeah i'm a little bit you know but i i have like i do have some skin and i've talked to some doctors about it uh you know some of them be like you have between eight and 12 pounds of skin on you actually even That's... you know yeah, so, you know, but that's expensive and invasive, you know, or, and, uh, you know, something that, you know, I don't really need to do. In my it opinion, is so. a lot. Yeah, is a lot. It's not a hindrance. Do you know what I mean? Like if I, I run and I row and I, and I cycle and I swim and if it was getting my way, I'd be a little, oh, I feel a lot different about it, but of even course. with 160 pounds, it's really not, I can tuck it in pretty easily, you know? Yeah. And so, so what was the, what was the, the catalyst <laughs> for you that, you know what I mean? That made it be like, okay, it's time. It was like a, well, I will tell you that it was like an apex in a sense. Right. But it was a lot of stuff leading up to it. Of so, course. Yes. I mean, I yeah. start, I, I tell the story. I've done this a couple of times, Scott. So I'd be yeah. happy to, awesome. uh, you know, kind of give your audience some insight too. So Ultimately, you know, picture an eight-year-old boy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I can't play with my friends, like, in my class on my football team in peewee football because we have to weigh in every week, right? And I got pushed to the 10-year-old team because of the weight um, requirements in peewee football in the 80s, right? And I played with people who were two years older than me and then and then like subsequently grew up and was like bullied a lot you know in that space because I was this fat kid who was younger than everyone and had to play with all these older kids um you know but I pushed through that and still mm-hmm. you know weighed in had the and, and there were days when like I was up against the, the 10 year old weight limit you know, like pushing 125, let's say at 10 years old, and you have to weigh in for football, otherwise you can't play. Which is, which is just so unfair, because there's just so many differences in that two years span at that age, you know what I yeah, mean? I don't like, blame anyone for it. I'm sure the parents were like, hey, we want him to be included, and so on. And it was, it was more along the lines of, of that scenario. But yeah, you know, just hearing the stuff growing up, the kids that I went were, you know, in school with who were older, who knew me um, through that program, you know, like I just became, you know, the, like the fat kid, you know, in school and like even validated it 
with my nickname and tattooed Big Daddy on my chest because mm. when I was in playing football, Big Daddy Dan Wilkinson was drafted from the Cincinnati Bengals in the 90s and like I wore the same number and it just kind of stuck, right? Because my name Dan too. So, yeah. you know, I just accepted that. It turned into college um, and it just turned into sort of like an identity, this big daddy slash BD, I used to be called all, and I, I still am called BD from my, my pledge name, like if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it was just a reality that I, though, was portraying, but internally, I was like, I am not this person. Like, I am, I am on a, I've been on a journey since I'm eight years old. I was going to church basements with my mom to learn how to eat to talk mm. about I, I call Facebook groups the church basements of the 80s because yeah yeah I because because people share recipes there they share insight there they share their struggles they share their weekly meals you know like that's what's happening online right now yeah you know, with, of course with support groups. so I was doing that in the in the in late 80s as a kid with my mom my mom had struggled to you know, and had tried Finkman and Weight Watchers and Atkins and Jenny Craig, and you know, like just kind of like try everything. And then, you know, what happens? You lose 40 pounds, you feel good, you get one size below or the or the or the or the the bin, the the, the fact that you know the skinny bin now you can you can bring out and you can maybe fit in those clothes from two years ago. Um and then you get you fall into bad habits, right? And you and you'd be like, oh, I could yeah. Well, and, and I and I think that that's where a lot of people yo-yo with dieting because we have a, a, a goal in mind and we put a number on that. And so people want to lose 10 pounds. They want to lose 20 pounds and they set out this goal and they lose it because they've restricted all of this food that right. they want. Right. And then, and then once you hit that number, you go out and you celebrate. And what do you do? You eat the foods that you go right back to those things that give you comfort and you're celebrating yeah. and then you don't know, meal prep for the next week and you, you forget find the plan and, and life, the I, I say life interrupted all the time yeah all the time. Life, that's life it and then you and then people yo-yo and then wonder why that you know you can't keep weight off and, and absolutely 100%. yeah so so i go through that journey i do the saga <clears throat> You know, I don't know how many times every three years, you know, I'm I'm 40 now. I'm talking from eight, you know, 37. Yeah. Um, I'm in I'm in Weight Watchers, right? I'm losing 40 pounds. I'm, you know, uh, my doctor's telling me for 12 years, you're pre-diabetic, you know, get, you know, I am going to the doctor. My dad passed in 2007 to cancer. He was a mm. um, he was a 9-11 first responder for um, for Verizon and um, actually wow, that's... the dust took his life actually. But um, when, you know, when I think about like his sort of involvement in things, he didn't give a shit about anyone actually. You know, when I think back to, how can I put that? He gave a shit about everyone civically. He loved them, but like he didn't take shit from anyone. You know, and that that was sort of that, you know, that's that that message I had lost, I hadn't found really in that journey. You know, I had always kind of been like like my dad was a truck driver and um he was away a lot when I was a kid, you know. So I so I leaned into that like, you know, web of my mom and like her sort of, you know, nurturing this and 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 obviously, you know, that yep. side of things. And I never had an edge or like a hardness to it all. Um, and, you know, I think because of like part of my dad's, you know, me growing up, like I was disconnected in that sense. Like everybody loved him, but he was away a lot. Yeah. You know, like he was a guy that like would come to everything all the time when he was home, but then he wouldn't be home for five weeks too. Yeah. You know, so it was, yeah. it was like a, that's tough. Know, it was hard. It was all or nothing for a while. Um, you know, and he was married to my mom too. It wasn't like he was divorced or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, that was, that was what he his needed to do his, to provide and do, right. you know, and so. He drove around the country and delivered for all sorts of retailers um, and delivered goods, uh, yeah. you know, in the supply chain. So, um, so yeah, so, so fast forward, he passes, you know, I, 
um, go have some children. I have two children. My mom married 17 years this year. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm now 27 years old and like the patriarch of our family, you know, in a sense. And I'm yeah. like, you know, working full time and, 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 and living it, but not taking care of food, like not understanding food, not understanding exercise, just like, like eight to eight work some volunteer work because I that is civic in me and I do my you know for my dad's mom my grandmother my my whole side of my dad's family is very civic yeah minded um and and faith-based so so you know I just go into the community I kind of lean into the community we have a couple of uh disasters if you will locally here you have you know Hurricane Sandy you have Hurricane Irene in 2011 you have Hurricane Sandy in 2012 um we, I, where i'm sitting right i got now, married at the yeah i was gonna say i got married um in 2012 right mm -hmm. at the end of hurricane sandy so we were in florida mm -hmm. and uh and yeah some of the some of the pictures and some of the things that that had happened some of the you know there was some high tide where the water rolled into the top of the beach and we were well you know where so, i'm yeah. sitting right now i'd be underwater Actually. Yeah, no, I know the devastation so that, that's where that was, was there. That high. It was six feet in my street and in front of my house. So that is luckily, wild. My house was built in the 30s and was built high for some reason in the 30s. And we have 10 steps to get up to the house to the first floor. Uh, we were lucky. If I have people around us. I have one, two neighbors across the street. This is 2012. Yeah, they're still lifting their house. Actually, it hasn't. Been Are they really? Oh, so it's it's all over here. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I live on the South Shore of Long Island, so yeah, the devastation I know was 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 horrible. So I so I kind of like default or 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 fall lean into the community and start like helping them in a lot of different ways. Um, I developed a couple of um, you know like like committees I'll call them or like you know like 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 it, we we did have a small nonprofit very briefly. Uh, but it was really just a way for neighbors to collaborate with some with some like navigate a lot of these new government programs that nobody have ever had a you know if you've never been through a disaster with FEMA before it's not like you get taught how to act through it you have yeah. to go through it and then you have to sort of like maybe think to yourself I need to tell people what to do because you didn't talk this before yeah know? And so 100%. how to navigate all those FEMA people and 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 what and those applications and the insurance and like all that stuff and and at the same time, I can't live in my house, you know, and 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 I have to navigate all that stuff. So we we created this sort of you know committee in the community to help with that. Yeah, yeah. And it and it snowballed into a little you know a little bit of business acumen and you know a little chamber side and we were a voice for us um and you know it became like a blog like a like a community blog and you know we even today um run a pub crawl annually just to showcase our community because we did re receive so much help and we did bounce back that's great so that was like all you know, pretty much from like eight to 20, you know, 37. I went to Marist College. For those listening, I'm a corporate banker. I work for a big global bank, uh, but I've managed relationships um, and, um, you know, risk basically. But yeah. Um, so fast forward to 2018 and we're chugging along. Uh, it's the end of December. 2018, I take the last two weeks of the school, the year off, right? And I can't wake up the first Saturday. Like, I can't wake up. I can't physically push myself out of bed, out of nowhere. I wake up, like, who turned fucking gravity on? And wow. um, I was sweating and freezing. And I was 350 pounds, and I wasn't sure what was going on. And all I had to do was urinate. Um, and I urinated for like 48 hours straight, basically, and drank water and slept. Um, wow. I say often I was in like, like a, like a, like a living coma almost for two days or a diabetic coma. It turns out my blood sugar was around 600. Um, Holy you know cow. When you're in 900, you're basically in a diabetic coma straight and potentially 
educated. Um, and, you know, it wasn't until the, you know, that Monday, that, that Monday I went to the doctor, you know, my wife and my mother-in-law luckily were here. My, you know, my kids didn't really mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But, you know, I went to the doctor, got some tests on Monday. This was like Saturday, Sunday, nobody's open. You know, I'm not going to say anything. I didn't run to the hospital. My mother-in-law works for a doctor's office. So she was able to kind of navigate with the doctor, like on mm-hmm. Sunday, you know, like what to do, what to eat and so on, what was going on. Um, and then immediately started on metformin, um, with the idea that I could be on insulin, um, in the near future, if I don't get my act together. Um, and what is metformin? Metformin is like the default di- type two diabetic, like first prescription okay. drug that you get before insulin. And, gotcha. and, and it was a thousand milligrams a day, two pills a day. And it was a type, two, it's a, you know, it's the first you know, type two diabetes. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, solution, I guess. Um, so instead of diet, um, but so ultimately started that and was like arrogant. I'm like, I've done this before, you know, Scott, I, 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 I can lose this weight. I'll, I'll start eating chicken grilled and I'll start eating more vegetables and I'll start eating skim, sauteing skim milk again. And I'll start with the egg whites, you know, and like going through that whole like kind of low carb kind of mindset that had lost me 50, 60 pounds at the time, but always bouncing back. Yeah. And I started that in early 18, you know, I went through Christmas, didn't tell anyone, you know, kind of bounced back in the next couple of days with the medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, kind of like fumbled my way, I say all the time through quarter one, 2018 in that space where like, I didn't want to do it. I was still eating bad. I was, you know, like sneaking food at night and, you know, not taking all my medication the right times and like even the right, even the right amounts and doses, um, you know, skipping, skipping shit and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And at the end of March in 2018, I write a lot as much as I talk. Cause when I have conversations, we have to document them at the bank. So I have to then and put them into, you know, like a CRM software. Mm-hmm. So I'm typing and my t- fingertips are going numb as I'm typing. And I am starting to like, go like this, like in the office. And my neighbor, you know, we have like an open, we have now, I don't know what we're going to do, but <laughs> we have a, it's funny. We like, I saw the progression of like, no, like cubicles, <clears throat> Everyone's in cubicles from like the 80s <clears throat> to this brand new open floor plan. And now nobody can use the open floor for everybody's focus. So 100%. Yeah, it's crazy. From an office perspective, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I, and I tell them all the time, like, if you expect me to be in the office, you better expect Zoom to end. Um, because I ain't going to the office if I can talk to you on Zoom. So, yeah. um, but anyway, um, I wound up... Um, talking to a colleague of mine who was like a father figure a yeah. little bit older guy near his retirement and he was just like dude like this place ain't worth it your life is worth it like what's going on and i told him and he was, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon he was like so you gotta you gotta figure it out you gotta figure it out you know and i was heavy i was heavy i was wearing a 56 suit um you know um and right there and, right 48 pants right and, uh, and like 28 waist i mean 28 length too I yeah mean, you know what i mean like that's me so um so so yeah so that night my mom had started a big a vegan diet because she had tried every other diet like with me too and she started this vegan mm-hmm. diet and she started talking to this doctor that she was down in florida with and she told him that my son has type 2 diabetes. And, um, you know, I called her that night and I was like, oh, I'm fucking at work and typing these whole reports and my, I can't feel my fingertips. Yeah. She's like, Danny, come on. Like, just, you know, you've done, you've tried all these things. Like, she sent me a link from to Neil Bernard, um, who is one of the doctors on Forks Over Knives. And um, I watched it there that night, Friday night, like eight, eight o'clock at night. And I like, cried myself to sleep. Mm. Like, like I was like, this makes so much sense. Like, yeah. it just makes so much sense to me. 
I had struggled. I didn't remember until then, but I had struggled as an adolescent eating animals. Mm. I remember in my brain, like, why am I doing this when I love these animals? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and And that's a, you know, I've always, so I still occasionally eat meat, you know, every once in a while. I want to get there. I'm not, yeah. I, it was just something, but, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, but I, I completely agree with that statement that like, there's a part of this that for me, you know, I eat a primarily plant-based diet because I enjoy the way that I feel. Yeah. And I was always a little bit like, Suspect. I would think about the chicken and like, okay, this is part of that chicken leg and this is that meat. And it's just like, well, if I would eat this chicken, why wouldn't I, you know, would I eat a human? Right. You know what For I mean? For me, it was and, like, and I prepared a lot some of- Some of that is like- I, rem- I remember, you you couldn't imagine preparing raw chicken in your head. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So- Pulling out the veins and right. stuff when like I that. Hear, like, when, I, when I started to hear that a lot of the meat, like, like progression in Neil Bernard's statement about why we eat meat, and how it started as like a scavenger kind of situation. And it wasn't a situation where you were, you know, cooking up some coals and putting a griddle on, on, the, on the coals in the fire pit with the caveman and, and cooking up some grilled chicken. You were eating a lot of plants. And if you were scavenging, you would literally bite the flesh over the chicken or, 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 or you would eat, you know, a piece of a, you know, a deceased animal that was killed in the wild. I mean, I'm talking like, I'm thinking like caveman-ish times. I'm not talking about yeah, any time yeah. after, you know, industrial revolutions or, or any civilization really, you know, like that's sort of the back there where I'm going. So when I started to think about yeah. that, right. And I started to say, and then he, then he mapped over the teeth, obviously for me, like, look at your, look at the teeth, look at your canines, look at your molars, look at, you know, these teeth are made to chomp plants. You look at other animals that are um, traditional omnivores and carnivores and what their teeth look like, their structures look like, you know, those are the start of the things. And I was like, you know what? I eat, well, I have eaten all these foods actually. For the, my, the only thing everyone tells me to not eat is bread and carbs, right? And I know mm. what the difference is between whole, uh, you know, complex carbohydrates and, and, and refined carbohydrates. And we really should be eliminating you know, yeah. refined carbohydrates, not necessarily ultimate. refined. Right, right, right. So, yeah. so I was like, okay, I eat beans, I eat peanut butter, I eat all this stuff already. I am, you know, what is it that I, why is this hard? Why, why is this a struggle? And then, um, you know, I watched some videos. Luckily for me, I grew up in an Italian household and my mom taught me how to cook. And I could, and taught me how to follow recipes, like on like step mm-hmm. by step. So then today I can literally take 10 or 12 or 15 ingredients and follow recipes very easily, you know, and, and make it look like, you know, sort of decent, I think. Um, so, so that was helpful because there was so much content actually, especially on Instagram um, yeah. about a vegan diet and vegan recipes in this emerging space. So um, I started um, around April 1st of 2018, um, not, you know, just eliminating animals um, from my diet. I just went heavy on sides Mm -hmm. because everyone kind of said, you know, in the beginning, and then obviously eventually found tofu and soy and and, uh, and some other, you know, kind of uh, meat alternatives, but it's not really about meat alternatives for me. It's just... um, it's just the way it's it's progressing now in the industry. I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna throw something at you that's really cool about this that not too many people know on Instagram. At the same mm-hmm. time, in 2018, professionally, I was asked to help develop a food and beverage vertical with the bank. So I work in a middle market space. I work with very large emerging yep. corporations or small corporations that raise a lot of money, like tw- you know, 50 million more. Mm-hmm. And, they're involved in the investment bank and, and so on, and more acquisitive in, in nature, looking for new growth opportunities. So we were tasked to, there were six or four of us who were tasked to sort of create this vertical because we found in banking that when we 
when we have verticals and we have specialists and we're a little bit more specific, we're a little bit more dangerous, right? Um, and we started, yeah. we started with a tech vertical and like an apparel vertical and, you know, oil and gas. And, you know, we kind of said food and beverage is one. And I work for big global banks so we have local, we have local support all over the world, if you will. So these were agriculture heads that we could talk to and leverage, talk about supply chains, you know, talk about um, what the growth cities are, where the ports are, you know, go talk to those clients, you know, really start to develop a strategy. And I was lucky enough because I like to talk and I am a communication major that works for a bank um, and I help yep. develop relationships. So, um, and I bring dangerous finance people. I say that all the time, but I'm here, <laughs> I'm, I'm here to make sure you're comfortable with the bank, right? And, 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 and yeah, yeah. we have a good relationship and then I can plug in all the people that, that need to support your business. That's really how the mindset works. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, at that time, I was, I was, there was all these, I live in New York City, I live on Long Island, but there in, in the Northeast, there are a lot of food trade shows, right? That we, okay. will, we, will, we will jump into. I, I went up to Boston to the seafood show a couple of times in, um, in, in, the, big, in mm. the big convention center. Uh, Javits Center in New York City has a big thing called Fancy Food. I am vegan silently. I don't know what I'm doing. It's 2018 and it's June of 2018 and we are developing this vertical and I am now all of a sudden eating everything that's emerging in these, in these trade shows, right? And I start to walk down old, and I'm a guy <laughs> and a banker who will not, who will just walk up to you and be like, hey, who, you know, like start talking. Like I really thrive in yeah. with strangers, if you will. Um, Yep. And yep. Uh, so, you know, I start to network in and start to develop relationships with all these emerging plant-based companies because I am gravitated toward them because I am, you know, interested in eating vegan now, right now. And, and, you know, the first 30 days of every diet, you're down 25 pounds, right? So it's like, hell fucking yeah. Sorry if I could curse him. No, you're but, good. Um, yeah, you're good. So, um, you know, so we wound up going to um, these trade shows, learning the name, learning the, the market and starting to understand it and starting to determine what the needs are, um, you know, holistic, because you have a, <coughs> a full scale, excuse me, of food and beverage companies in the U.S. You have obviously startup and emerging, mm -hmm. a lot of them getting a lot of money right now, and you have, you know, the standard brands that everybody was aware of and, you know, we always in our supermarkets. But the pandemic um, proliferated plant-based uh, pretty, pretty, pretty heavily. Um, and we started seeing a lot of capital into this. And that's when you see 300 million to Oatly, 40 million to Notco, Jeff Bezos' company. Um, you know, another 30 million to this bacon company that's making them bacon out of mushrooms in Atlanta. Um, Slutty Vegan got a $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm starting to say, hey guys, guess what? You have a vegan corporate banker and um, these vegan companies need somebody they relate to in banking, mm -hmm. you know? So I've went, so in the last six months, I'm able to sort of combine my um, personal and professional life. Um, in, in January, I went to um, back to school to um, E Cornell University, and I got that certificate in, in plant-based nutrition. Mm. Um, you know, and the first, the first, uh, and it, you know, it's a 500 level college course you take once. You basically pay for it. I'm not going to deny it. Yeah, but I, I walked through it. You know, I took the two hours a week for for six weeks, whatever, eight weeks. You know, did follow the directions. You know, read all the content. You know, absorbed it all. So. And it's and it's amazing to be able to kind of take this this job that you have, mm -hmm. you enjoy doing, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden take this interest, and it's like these things are lining up. I can I can relate mm -hmm. to people. I I can talk this with them. They can get comfortable with me, and we can expand our business. And so, what a great That's right. and and what's even nice about it too is I get to explain that journey. <clears throat> I love to the kids that are not that are not able to talk to me in person right now that won't yeah. talk to me on Zoom next week. 
but they will hear actually, it's funny you say that, that I am able, I'm telling our graduates or our interns and our analysts that are brand new to the bank, like I'm only 40 and define my own path here, you yeah. know, and, and, and able to do that. And this is exactly what I mean by that. And I am defining my own path today. So, you know, I'm and that's, gonna, and there's power in that, that people yeah. don't understand that they have the ability, right? Like you've taken yourself from this one individual that you were because you're, you're, you're not even remotely this, that same person because well, I know for myself, well, mentally and physically you've, you've, you've had to make some changes, right? In absolutely. Order to, yeah. I think, I think the core, I think the core, you know, like I was saying earlier, civicness, you know, there's, there are core values that, yeah. Script. but yeah, I've changed. I've changed. People tell me that all the time. It's okay. I thought you guys thought you grow, <laughs> you know, I uh, you know, you know, I think, I think you need to change. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, times are changing right now. I mean, listen, look how we're talking to each other right now. I mean, exactly. Look, and what I mean by that, that change is not necessarily that you're this completely different person but you've been able to develop a mindset, right? That you can move yourself in a direction that you want to, and that right. you can kind of bring these things into your life that you enjoy, that you want. It took me a and, while to get there, Scott. I won't yeah. deny it. The mapping it over is difficult. Um, you know, um, 200 pounds was a goal, was the first goal. <clears throat> getting, well, other than like getting exercise in, involved in, in the mindset, in, you know, in the space. That yeah. really helped. I joined Orange Theory in um, in um, July of 2018 with some yep. friends, and that really gave me a lot of con like discipline because it was just like show up and work out, and That's it, it was just like show up and work out, and and you know, and you'll do great, and yeah. and, and you, you don't know, have to. Think about I'm it. I'm a little social, as you can tell, and, <laughs> online. and if you got, if you got some people tagging me and some, you know, and I'm, and I'm interested in that, like, and I'll share it, you know, I think, you know, that I fell into that for a year <clears throat> mm -hmm. and every night would, you know, would share my splat points and, you know, the whole, the whole hard theory click. Um, and then, you know, I started to realize around the end of June of 19 that I was changing my exercise needs were changing. I was looking to lift. I was doing a lot of cardio. I had liked to cardio, you know, I was looking to lift a little bit more in Orange Theory, you know, from a, from an Olympic lifting standpoint is, is doesn't exist. So, you know, it's no. more, it's more barbell and, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, dumbbell and like HIIT work, which I do all yeah. the time still. Yeah. But I, you know, I really wanted to learn my core strength. <clears throat> Um, what I, well, I didn't know what I wanted to learn, but I knew that I needed to change from an exercise perspective. And I joined this, <clears throat> do you know, Rob and Lizzie? Rob uh, Carson and Lizzie, yeah. Lizzie Carson Rowe? Yep. Okay. So I joined Concept Fitness, which is their, their gym, um, locally here. And, and I met Rob and Lizzie in, in the summer of 20, last 19, summer yeah. 19. And, um, and luckily for me, they had, a, they had that, they were like a step up from Orange Theory. They really are. They're, they're set up the same way. You book your classes, you come out, you sweat, you work out hard, but we're taking it up a notch and we're going to tell you how to lift and we're going to have instructional classes on barbells and I mean on um, Olympic barbells mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and, and proper form and Lizzie used to say I'm not going to put any weight on that bar until you do a thousand reps you know with no weight you know I love that because you know you get into that type of atmosphere and the natural instinct is to you know show off a little bit like oh, i can yeah somebody's yeah. doing and that I'm, and I i'm can... walking in there like i'm the vegan bro like look at me you know like totally totally you know but it's it just it was yeah. welcoming it was totally welcoming they were great they were starting to so they were excited you know mm -hmm. i think that you know people were involved and interested in them and it was great and they introduced me to the machine to yeah. the concept two machine yeah which is and which then, is yeah, and then the pandemic came and I was going to, to them through the pandemic. And then um, 
at the end, I mean, Trump was like, hey, I'm going to give you 1100 bucks. I'm like, I'm buying a rower. And okay. So I bought a rower, bought the stimulus. Yeah. I got one of the last three before they closed at Concept Fitness. So I got it delivered at the end of March of 2018. Yep. I'm sorry, last year, 2020. Mm-hmm. And I just started and I came off the, the gym, Rob and I, Rob has, um, and I also work out with Justin, I know, in um garage athlete, but he had a sale. I jumped sure. on it. Yeah. I just like the guys and, yep. and like the rowing atmosphere. So I, I trained both with them. Although lately I've been hurt. Uh, I hurt my foot running. Um, oh, yeah. But um, <clears throat> I haven't been working out. I do the X3 a little bit now. I like, I like that uh, a lot. And I do some more like, like, HIIT work. Yep. Um, but ultimately, as I was growing and doing it myself last year over the summer, it really became this like mental solitude. Like, like it, it, as much as rowing was helping me physically in that gym for a year with Lizzie and Rob, and they were really showing me, you know, all different types of, of things that I needed to learn, I started to row longer year because mm. there you're there for 45 minutes you row you know and it's fine you you do a bunch of work but you row you know two minutes on one minute off two minutes on one minute off two minutes on four four sets done and then the rest you do it's a great workout yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i found myself because i work in a bank and i talk all day long and i write you should see the journals i have i have thousands not thousands i have hunt, hunt dozens of journals that are written on and written in and i write all the time my mind is racing, even mm-hmm. in this conversation, right? So, um, so the rowing stopped that all for me, actually, when I started to row long and concentrate on my splits and concentrate on my time. And it, and it became, and <clears throat> for Christmas, my wife got me the um, uh, <clears throat> Dark Horse Rowing, like trainers program. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've looked at yeah. that. I have it and I haven't taken the tests yet. And I was thinking about doing it. A couple of people have been asking me. I've probably sold about 20 rowers to friends. <laughs> oh, absolutely. At this point, like I know at least seven people who have bought rowers. They're from... all looking for programming. And I'm like, I ain't here to program you. Justin, you know, or Shane. I like Shane. I like the three guys. You know, I like them too. So, so I yeah. bought Shane's, um, I mean, Christina bought me Shane's. Um, uh, program for Christmas and I started and what's funny about that program and the, the training behind it I found is in that in that programming the way it was structured <clears throat> I was able to concentrate on my on my gaps right I was able to identify oh shit I can video myself actually I can see exactly what I'm doing wrong I can watch Shane's video on 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 it instantly Mm-hmm. And then apply, and I'm a guy that like applies constructive criticism pretty well. Like 100. Yeah. So I was like, because it's oh, a gift, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna take time to help me understand what I might be doing wrong, or right. just give me some pointers, then I'm gonna take time to listen. And Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. and and that's how we move together too. I feel like if I, if I mean, how can we? If I don't take on the criticism and then try to apply it and not be judgmental about it. Like yeah. you can't, you can't grow together. as. Well, I was just going to say, you're not open to growing at that point because right. you right. feel like, you know, there isn't anybody that anybody, you know, that some, somebody could tell you something and that you could learn from it. You know? Yeah. I, mean? I would say that's how it's still a struggle. I mean, oh, you, know, of course. you know, obviously it's not like I do that with everyone. I still push back, but. Well, um, because it's a hit to the ego a little bit. It's almost like. Course. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? I'm not doing that right. <laughs> yeah. And this is this is my way. This, <laughs> you know, this is this is Frank Sinatra here. So, but um, but yeah. So I I really just started um, you know, rowing more, rowing longer, you know, and being fun with it. Like I like to take it out in the community and take it to the beach and take it to New York City in front of Times Square and row and you know in my I'm, on vaca- I'm on vacation this week we're in Tennessee um, oh, nice. and um, my brother-in-law brought his bike so he had a trailer and he's like is there anything that you guys need and I was just like if you've got room I would love to bring my rower <laughs> and he's like really 
Um, and you know, here it is Wednesday and, uh, I've rode, you know, the last two days, um, in, you know, even if it's a half an hour or an hour, I can find the time and it just helps me feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've been, um, so then, uh, we started, you know, like I said, a little bit longer and interested in, you know, half marathon rows, marathon rows, you know, could I do a 50k, you know, wow, there's actually a hundred K out there, like fucking eight hours. Um, but you know, I like the space personally of like mm-hmm. 40 to 90 minutes, Yep. Uh, you know, like, you know, kind of consistently, maybe even longer. Um, but, uh, you know, trying to find the time is always, is, it's, you know, it's a struggle. So it really is. <laughs> I, for me, that hour is a great sweet spot. Half an yeah. hour is okay, but it's a little too short. And an yeah. hour is just, it's a nice, it's an amazing row. I feel great. Yeah. I have a lot of Although thought. I won't, I'm getting sick of the 60 minute rows. I do. I, I, I told, I, you know, give me four 15 minute with like three minute breaks. In between something. <laughs> I'll try to negative split it, you know, or yeah. something like that. You know, I like stuff like that. And uh, just to keep it interesting. Right. I don't like sprints. I don't like the 2k whatsoever. I think, you know, uh, I, I understand why it exists. Um, and stuff like that. It's just not my cup of tea. And yeah. you know, I'm just gonna throw the line and row. I'm I'm a 707 right now. Um, 2K. I'm happy with it. I don't know. I've never I've never tested my 2K. I'll have to uh, I'll have to try. But it. you need to test it where you need to fall off of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you why. A lot of the coaches use that that metric, that number, that 152, that 147, that 140, whatever it is. 50, 500 millimeter split, a uh, 500 meter split as your benchmark when you go do your other, um, you know, workout. So if I run a four times 15 with three minute rest, I'm going to be a 2K plus 20 at a, you know, on, on that. So I know yeah. in my head, I'm at 147 on my 2K. I have to, I have to start at 207, you know, or 205 and then, and then, you know, work my way down. down you know yeah. that's that's an interesting way that i've seen the guys do it which is why they they run the, the 2k's you know i don't know quarterly in their in their in their mind you know in, in their workout structures so uh and, yep, and yep. so uh, but yeah so you know it <clears throat> more of a long-term rower uh medium you know like i said 30 30 40 50 60 75 minutes i like a lot uh, yeah you know maybe about 18k or something like that um, well, and it, and it, and it helps with the mind space too, for you is it, at least for me, does it, is that for you? Like, do you kind of get lost in sometimes a longer row and just kind of thinking about things? Do you utilize that time for, you know, I, I have a lot of different conversations about like a podcast coming up or something that I've got to do for work, um, where I will tell you that I think about my, my numbers that entire time that's the best thing for me i'm able to row and to focus and to not think actually about anything else i don't think about the i i I originate nine nine figure transactions um for the bank right and and work on those kind of deals and and generate millions of dollars of revenue per client for for Mm -hmm. for our customers so it's very stressful it's very there are, I deal with a lot of attorneys, a lot of negotiation, a lot of difficult conversations. I tell people no, and then I have to move on with their relationships. Um, so it can get very, it's very emotional because yeah. just when you're a relationship person and like me and a communication major who's, you know, obviously invested in it too, and a human being, and I want to love you just as much as a human being can be loved. <clears throat> um it's hard to, you know, to deliver news sometimes deliver that news a lot of the time. Yeah. It's hard, yeah. really hard people. And yeah, I work at a bank and I sit in front of a computer, um, you know, and I walk back and forth here a lot and, and so on. But and I'm grateful that I have a great job and, uh, you know, I've been able to pivot this way and, um, you know, not have to, unfortunately, you know, not worry about, you know, the next paycheck and so on. Very yeah. grateful for that. But at the same yeah. time, it is stressful. It is really stressful. And then, Which makes sense why it's like, okay, this space gives me time to not think. 
this this space gives me time to like I can think about and leave. I, the other day and I heard my I was saying so so just the transition or yeah. transgression COVID comes got my rower and I start running uh for Father's Day also I got a 511 tactical vest right and I start running with my with my weighted vest on them and I like to run. I, I like to run in arms theory and I like to row. And I, you know, a couple of friends were cycling and I was interested and I just was like, okay, I am interested in that too. Like I mm -hmm. can cycle, let me try. <clears throat> and I um, all of a sudden like got a bike, a small bike, and then just started riding and was having a good time with it. And I was like, I wonder if I could do a duathlon. Mm. I've done some Spartans, you know, too. I do a lot of different things. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll run and do a CrossFit tomorrow or something like that. That's free. Just to, just to be new, just yep. to maybe meet new, someone new, maybe experience something that, you know, <clears throat> I, uh, I didn't know about and I, and I actually liked and, and that's why I like um <clears throat> like this progression is so I joined a triathlon team after uh, I was gonna ask yeah yeah I joined instead of I did I did stop my my gym membership I have a couple of things I say I do the x3 bar I swear by that I don't know if you've ever heard of it no um I'll show it to you real quick it's um it's basically bands and oh okay like, like a, like a whole yeah and it's totally mobile this is all it is it comes with like five other bands different different resistance um because i was traveling a lot with the bank sometimes and i wasn't sure when we would ever go back <clears throat> and i wasn't and at the time on covid you couldn't get weights anyway yeah no you couldn't or you got them four times the price so i picked up this thing called x3 bar a buddy of mine was doing and um he looks great and it really it really is just what i need it's really just low impact everything you can do in the gym i can do with these bands and it's really starting to tighten me up a little bit yeah um, and i, I mean in 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 and a lot of that band training is starting to get more and more prevalent i know like you know well it's because you don't get hurt causes. yeah exactly you don't get hurt. I, I mean you can get hurt trust me but <laughs> the likelihood of slinging you know 145 pounds actual pounds versus 145 pounds of pressure yeah. on a band you just have to be careful with like the snapbacks and stuff yeah. like that. but it's easier to run your joints it's easy because it's same you know, as rowing right that's why i like to row because yeah and for me i started this journey because i was never a runner but i decided i took care of my mother who had alzheimer's for six years and that's mm. where my journey kind of started with this whole process but then i decided i was going to run a half marathon being 290 pounds not ever being a runner and I went out and did it. I have a full hip replacement because of it, <laughs> but, uh, but I really, I did a lot of damage. I had arthritic hips that I didn't know about. Um, but yeah, I needed a full hip replacement. And so I was just like, okay, well, I loved kind of getting lost in a long run. And now I can't do that anymore, or at least I don't want to do that anymore because I don't want to potentially have my right one done if, you know, if I don't have to. Um, so I started looking at alternatives and biking was one. I got into biking, did a lot of nice, and I still do a lot of long run, a lot, lot of long bikes and bike rides and things like that, which has yeah. been fun. I did the, have you ever done the five borough, uh, bike ride? I, I just, well, you know what? It's so funny. Somebody just mentioned that. I, I haven't actually, I'd love to try it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's amazing. It's only 40 miles. And they close down all of the roads that you travel. And so you go through all five boroughs through Central Park. You go on the Verrazano Bridge. It's just you and, you know, 32,000 of your closest hours, friends. Right? You and two hours yeah. through New York City, basically. Yeah. But there's like 32,000 people that do this. Oh, and right. so you're in this mob of people. It's fantastic. It's a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of energy. So yeah. I would... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna look into it. Somebody just mentioned it too. Yeah, uh, but I was so I was I was looking for these low impact things, and then all of a sudden I do I was doing crossfit. Uh, I do, yeah, yeah. I like to swim, but I don't really have a place around me that I do a lot of swimming. And since I was introduced to concept with um, with CrossFit, 
It was just like, let's get a rower. And yeah. now, like, I just, I, I, I can't. Now, and you train on your own. Like you said, you do 30 minutes, 60 minutes. Is that mostly how you work? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll do uh, some, some interval type stuff every once in a while. Um, I was on this journey to really kind of do, uh, I was thinking about doing a marathon a day for a year. Um, but, but I don't have four hours a day to do that. I decided, I mean, half I know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So it really became kind of the timing thing for me. Um, but I, I've had, a, I just did a hundred, a hundred K, uh, a little while ago. And I'm how long did that take you? It took me about 10 hours. Uh, did you stop? I had to get off. I wasn't really prepared. I hadn't been uh, like, I, I was foolish. My nutrition was horrible. Well, we're all foolish when we go into these things. Yeah. And, and, and I actually like took two weeks off before <laughs> I did the, just from, from life, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and so I was like, okay, but uh, in October, I'm going to do a 24 hour row. Uh, it's all based on Alzheimer's. You know, I do these to yeah. raise money and stuff like I that. Did a, I did a, I do, I do, I'm doing mine Christmas <laughs> Eve. Christmas Eve, I'm, I do, I'm going to do the, um, I do them full. That's basically yeah. That's awesome. I love yeah. it. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> and it's, and it's just, yeah, it's just this nice way for me to, to give back you know, raise money, but also challenge myself, right? Like to do these sure. things and push my boundaries, which is fun. Yeah. I mean, that's what's leading me to this try, you know, in July. I love that. I, I was, I, I was going to ask you if you're, if you've thought about a, a try, that's fantastic. So I'll tell you somewhat, you know, I, I kind of met, I, again, I map things over in my life pretty easily. So I mentioned earlier that my dad was a first responder for Verizon yeah. um, for 9-11 and, um, I didn't know, well, let me rephrase that. He died in 2007. Um, I was 27. Mm -hmm. He was a first responder for Verizon starting on the 13th of September, 2001. He was a, he delivered telecommunication and um, coaxial cable equipment to all of the police department and the fire department the first three weeks to, to lay that infrastructure so everybody could start talking again um, to each other and like, yeah. you know, through all that stuff was all decimated. <clears throat> so Verizon had to come and actually before they could, while they were cleaning everyone up, basically everything up, they also had to lay these, you know, these, these, these monster cable spools down to develop the initial, you know, telecommunication need for the, for the downtown, uh, for ground zero. Yeah. So he was there for three straight weeks. And I was a senior in college <clears throat> at the time and, um, you know, very in tune to what he was, I was talking to him every day. You know, I was saying, we were talking eight o'clock at night. He's telling me how messed up it was. He's telling, you know, I went to Marist College in Poughkeepsie. Yep. And um, he was, he'd be like, I think I saw a Marist shirt today. You know, that came from your donate. We had, a, we were in a fraternity a week later. We had donation drives going, you know, up in the school and so on. So. Um, so anyway, um, fast forward to last year during 2020 COVID, um, watching from, you know, our local news and it's 9-11 time, there's like an anniversary and there's a guy on there who's like a janitor from like college or like, or maybe not a college or high school or something like that down there. And the dude, all the dude did was clean the dust up around his pool and like wash the windows. And now he's sick. Right. And like eligible for this victim's compensation. And he's actually a first responder for this school. If mm -hmm. you think of it like that, like we think of first responders, I think there's a stigma. Probably it's like cops, you know, EMT, fire department, very, very obviously why we think yeah. that. Yeah. Never considered my dad a first responder, <clears throat> but he was for Verizon. Um, and so while this was all going on, last year with my head and, you know, I'm moving around and, you know, even, even mentally just kind of like getting checked in involved with the rower and so on and COVID and working from home. Not, I mean, you know, it's all new, right. Mm -hmm. For everyone. I'm yelling at people. I shouldn't be, you know, I'm struggling with my own mental health, ill health. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, the triathlon starts to appear in the, in the back of my head, I find while I'm working through this thing with my dad now, and I have attorneys involved, right? And I'm like pushing this through now. Now they're telling me all this stuff I have to 
regurgitate from 27, 2007, how he died, all the doctors stuff, you know, stuff that we closed for a long time. Yeah. Cause yeah. we never questioned why actually when he passed, uh, we just accepted it. Um, and anyway, lo and behold, July 11th out of nowhere is this Verizon New York city triathlon. And I was like, huh, that's the triathlon I'm going to do. I am going yeah. to work towards that day, July 11th. It, the only one I want to do right now is one with his, with a Verizon logo on it for yeah. just because of my whole situation, you know, mm -hmm. the first one too, mm -hmm. um, given. So I'm um, working towards that and, and um, that's July 11th now. So what I found in that, in this journey, in this space is constantly put out new things of, with dates in the future that you yeah. want to do, right? The bank, funny enough, just had a Future of Cities podcast and webinar last week mm -hmm. and talked about how people are going to invest uh, in work, life, and recreation in the next 10, 15, 20 years. And the recreation side of it was really, really pushed as to, you know, local things in your communities that you want, that you're honestly interested in, that like you have personal interests in. We're gonna see a proliferation of recreation in that space, right? For mm -hmm. the next couple of years. And I'm living it, right? I'm like, yeah, I bought the machine. I'm running, I'm running, I'm, I'm cycling, I'm, I'm swimming and I'm doing this try, you know? So I'm like, yeah, that actually sounds right. It feels right. Um, so I just started swimming about two months ago into February. Um, and then I, I was running, I hurt my heel. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of where I'm at right now. I, I haven't even been rowing because I push off of it and I aggravate it, you know, a little bit. So May 1st, I'm trying to get back into uh, cardio, but I've given myself six weeks off actually. Yeah. It's been really, really hard. Trust me. It's been really, well, really hard. And I was talking to my physical therapist um, <clears throat> when I hurt my foot and he was just like, dude, like you've been going out of for so fucking long. Like give yourself six weeks off. Like honestly, like keep your diet in check, you know, but like walk when you got to walk, but like give, you're not going to gain 40 pounds in six weeks, but you know, the way you eat, you know, like, cause that was, what I was worried about without work was that, you know, but you know, yes, because, you know, we, we put this, we've done all of this work and sometimes we think that if we take time off or we deviate from that, that we're going to go right back to that other, you know, potential or that other person. Like I have or, to convince myself I'm not going to wake up fat. Yeah. Like before I fall asleep. Well, because sometimes, you know, the big breakthrough, a lot of what I, you know, regardless whether it's weight or something else, there's a difficulty that we all have with you know we see an image of ourself when whenever we look in the mirror and even when we've had drastic change sometimes it's hard to see this other version because we are always thinking that we are this other person and so yeah. this is really where that self-care it's not just the self-care it's the self-talk it's the self-thoughts like because, That's why I'm glad I'm in therapy, honestly. <clears throat> yeah, like think about all of these things because the you know you hear everything that you say to yourself. So treat yourself well. <laughs> I say that all the time. I say I talk to myself the most. As much as I open my mouth to everyone, trust me, I open my mouth to myself even more. Yeah. Um, and I talk to myself internally. So when I say mental ill health, it sounds like you understand that that's what that means. Cause I often have to explain what mental ill health is. Well, um, one of the things that I have in, in, in my journal, you know, that, uh, that I coach out of is one of the things that I put in there that helped me was three things on a weekly basis that I write down that I'm proud of. could be something that I did. could be something that somebody said, could be something that happened, but I do this because I'm a very sensitive individual. I have a lot of empathy uh, and I take on a lot of emotion from a lot of different people. And because mm -hmm. of that, I have high highs, I have low lows. <clears throat> and whenever I'm not feeling good about myself, I want to throw the kitchen sink in there and yeah. feel completely horrible. Uh, and I used to sit in that space for a day, two days, a week. 
And when I started this journey for myself, I realized that I didn't want to sit in that space. I didn't want to feel like that. And so how could I, how could I eliminate that? How could I alleviate that for myself? And the best way to do that is to remind myself on a regular basis, all of the good things, all of the things that I'm proud of, all of the things that mean. And so giving yourself that opportunity. You have to, it's awareness, right? It's like awareness. Yeah, it really Um, is. And um, when, when you are aware and you can, you know, push away, uh, what is it, you know, like that, that need to be liked, like that yeah. need to be validated, you know, and like from just, somebody else's validation. That's right. Like wrong. stay in your, stay in your, in, in, what is it? In your ingenuity in, you know, uh, you know, with stay there, be grateful. I mean, then, you know, it's easier to navigate versus, yeah. And you get mentally, just destroyed when you when you stay and looking for that validation so yeah and so you know dan i i think i mean we could obviously talk like this for a long time i feel uh you know having really like we've known each other on instagram for a little while we're just talking for the first time and i feel like like i could talk for another couple of hours so i don't want to take up too too much of your time but i really want to i so i just i want to i want to round this up because we i think that we could have another conversation you know in the future um but i really want you know what's the one thing as you know you would want folks to kind of come away with with this journey that you've had which has been really significant you know what's the what's the lasting message that you want people to to it's really cliche Scott. it's probably really cliche and it's simple it's like it's it's like you're gonna fail actually um accepting that accepting that first actually is the best way to get to where you want to go because nobody is like my way is not going to be your way it's not going to be helen's way who's listening you know it's 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 my way um but at the same time i failed my way through it and i think everyone can adapt and identify that you know what those failures were who what those are building blocks i say a lot that failure is a stepping stone to success it's not the opposite yes um so so i think like you know if you're in a space right now where you were 40 pounds and like you've lost 40 pounds three times, like it's just going to make you better if you keep doing it. Like it's just going it, to, those failures, you know, going back is just going to make you remember them. It's going to well, make it's, you, it's you know, building the resistance, right? Right. Like resilience. I was going to say resilience. resilience. That's, yeah. uh, that's mm-hmm. actually what I meant to say was yeah. that resilience mm-hmm. of, of all of this stuff. But I would imagine in the back of your mind, regardless of all of these things, you know, your why, right? Like, and that knowing your why, knowing, having that reminding yourself of that allows you to say, okay, this didn't work. I'm not giving up. What am I going to try next? A couple of things on that. Redefine your why if you have to. That's, you know, you can always, you can start with a why. And then if it doesn't work for you, you can change your why actually, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and secondly, what I found really helpful, and it sounds like we journal a little bit, um, you know, or, or write, uh, you know, a good amount is I today put everything, a lot of stuff out of my brain. If I have stuff in my brain, I just write it down, like what it is. And then I feel better about whatever it was versus it pushing around back and forth, you know, playing hockey, if you will. Yeah, well, that's well, that's huge because that takes up a lot of time and energy to keep things in your head. Yeah. And uh, what I found was, you know, we're all busy, but you can slow your world down by planning it out. You can, you know, take the thoughts that, you know, raise the hair in the back of your neck. Do you stack rank too? What's that? Do you stack rank too? No, I don't. So in well, the same space. I was sort of, yeah, I was like working on all these different projects. I had 40 different things going on. I wanted to start a vegan, everyone wants me to start a vegan food company. And I was thinking about it. You know, everybody wants me to, to do this, to do that. Uh, you know, people are interested and I'm interested in doing them too. It's not just people, right? Yeah. But what am I actually interested in? 
Exactly. Let me write these 12 things down. These are the 12 things that I am really interested in. Number one, you know, taking care of my family. Number two, taking care of my health, whatever it is. Number three, the triathlon. Number four, you know, I'm running for school board locally. It's important to me. That's yeah. my number four. Yeah. Um, you know, e and then each one of those needs a plan. Exactly. Actually. Yes. Right. So, you to... so you stack rank them. You stack rank them based on importance in your life. Maybe you take the first four or so, first two even, first one, and you and you plan that out one because that's the most important to you. And you and you follow through on that plan. And then you'll start to map that over, right? Mm -hmm. To the one below it and be like, you know what? This is important to me too. So let me let me apply those principles to it. Yeah. Um, you know, funny enough, right before you called, I was I haven't really worked out in in pretty much in April, March and April. Like I've, mm -hmm. I've done spotty workouts. Uh, like I said, I'm really trying to take a, a breath until I kind of make first. But yes, but just before today we started, I wrote, I have a, um, you know, a calendar here and I wrote like, you know, 45 minutes on my like rug, like May 1st, like enough, like May 1st is going to be here, you know, so I'm putting that out there because um, I have stank, I have stack ranked my uh, triathlon in that, in that original space where I did write it all down, I, you know, and the plan is to start me first. So validating my plan, you know, and That's putting it. it out there in the future. Um, you know, that way it'll happen. Um, so, so that's, that's really the, the idea and the mindset I think that a lot of us probably either do and don't recognize, right. Mm -hmm. As, and can take a step back and say, wait a minute, I can do that to my debt if I have debt too. If I write everything down and I focus on there and I write these things down and I put myself out there that I'm going to pay this stuff down and I do it because I write it down and I do it's it. It's everything. It is right. everything in life. It, it doesn't matter, you know, if it's like a business plan this, for, like, for whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you've just got to figure it out. But if this is what you want, well now, okay, what are the, what are the activities? What are the things that I need to do on a daily? And a That's why you take constructive criticism too. Not, not like, you know, try not to look at it as like judgment because because yeah. if you want to try to get better you're going to have to go to people who know better than you well right, you right? can't do this alone this is your journey yeah. this is your rock that you need to push up this hill but you can't do it alone no mm -hmm. one can do any of this alone we and you're not alone too. and you're not alone exactly mm -hmm. we all need help we all need encouragement we all need support right. um and the more that we give that then the more that we get that yeah yeah it's fantastic so it's really nice meeting you man yeah you too dan hour. this has been uh this has been a great conversation i look Absolutely. forward to uh future conversations with you because i think, yeah happy to maybe uh, we'll have, uh we'll have talk some. it up and invite someone the next time maybe that yeah would, it'd be fun maybe you know give us some insight or a different perspective too yeah so. Absolutely. Dan, listen, I, I appreciate Great. all of your time. Thanks very Thanks. much. Let me know when it's ready and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll share it for us. Yeah, absolutely. So, 